Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Did you want to be royalty tonight? Yeah. But kind of like a Disney princess. Not like a queen's. <laughs> no, I think I just wanted to like talk to animals and twirl in pretty dresses. <laughs> Would you ever marry into royalty? Uh, like a Princess Mary sort of yeah, situation? Yeah, maybe, yeah. You interested in that? Oh, I'll just keep my options open, you know. But you're still interested in <laughs> Hey, there's How are yous goings today? This is I Only Like Yous, <sighs> the podcast where I talk to my girlfriend about stuff that annoys us and review movies. <laughs> this week's topic is businesses with Z in their names, where S's should be. Why? Why do they do that, Sine? And we also saw <laughs> a United Kingdom, which is an awesome, awesome movies. <laughs> Everyone has turned off. Every single person has switched off. All right, feel free to rip in then. This <laughs> This really annoys me when I see businesses with Z in their name. Okay, can we stop with the zzzz? Okay, <laughs> What do you mean? Like, what's an example? There's, we go past a barber shop. It's called Top Fellas. Oh. Why? Try to be cool and stuff, but it doesn't work out. I think it's just trying to be cool. What about Bratz dolls? Oh, I hate that. I never had a Bratz doll. The heads are weirdly proportionate to their body. What's the point of that? I don't know why their heads are so big. I was a Barbie girl, like, <laughs> <laughs> through and through. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of places trying to do it, trying to be cool and whatever, but don't, you're not cool if you're putting a Z in there. Are they trying to be American? Are they trying to be, like, like hip with, like, you know, new technology I think sort they're of trying thing? to be, like, down with the kids. I think it, what ruined it, me, ruined it for me was lolcats. I never thought they were funny anyway, but why? The what? Lolcats. What are they? It's like an internet meme thing about cats, and it's when they used to do the thing where they used to do stupid, like, bacon has cheeseburger shit like that. Oh, right. I think from when I was little, I knew that this was a problem. Back in the 90s, walking through the supermarket, and you'd see light sour cream, mm-hmm. spelt L-I-T-E. Why? Now it's all over the place. That's how you spell that version of light. If it's light on calories, light on taste. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what annoys me, though? If, you're, if you've got a child who sees all these things and, like, drive through, spelled T-H-R-U. Is that just to get on the sign? Like there's not enough space. <laughs> they didn't want to pay for the extra letters. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but the kid would, like grow up thinking that's how things are spelt when they're not. How, how, can you, how do you explain it to them that top fellas should be with a Z, not an Z? <laughs> Z. 
Like, how do they know what what is just people being dicks and what's people actually don't know how to spell? Well, I think that's where parenting comes into it, I guess. Parenting seems really tough. It does, doesn't it? The only um, ones that I've seen online that are okay to use a Z in in a company name is when it's from, like, a foreign country, like Hertz, Cars. Okay, yeah. Because that's, like, like from... Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Do that. (laughs) You You have my permission. What do you think about companies that have, like... A different spelling of the word shop. Like they try to be old school and write PPE. Yeah, shoppy. Yeah. <laughs> I've read actually that people when people talk about um, like Yeldy shop with yeah. Y-E, that that's not actually how it was ever said. No, that was the symbol for TH. Yeah. It's very similar to the phonetic symbol for TH. Yeah, exactly. And, and so we talk about Yeldy shoppe. It's probably just the old shop. I don't think I like. I haven't got a company, obviously, and the the closest thing we've got is this bloody podcast. But it'd be really tough to think up a name, wouldn't it? Maybe we should have called it "I Only Like Use." That's a spinoff. <laughs> it's our bogan spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> we've had this argument before about whether, like the like the point of language is communication, and then if you can get your point across correctly. Then it doesn't really matter what you say or what how you spell it. I'm sorry. One of us has that opinion. The other one has the opinion that we should abide by the rules that are there for language. Uh, yeah, that's the argument we've had. <laughs> Listeners, you pick who you think <laughs> who you think has which side here. But what do you think about in that in that sense using a Z instead of an S? I just think you're a dickhead. Okay. I think if I saw a shop that had a Z, I would be less likely to buy your products I, I definitely am there's no way i would go to that barber shop mainly because i'm not a man but you know why is it that barbers only do man haircut men haircuts <laughs> male haircuts well that's i don't know why can't they just do everybody i think well boys haircuts are easier than girls haircuts right okay aren't they i feel like we're offending a million hairdressers here i don't know but I, I've gone to hairdressers before and they cut my hair, okay? Yeah, yeah, you can get your hair cut anywhere. It's the patriarchy at work, Lon. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that we should be the people in charge of allowing company names and baby names. Oh, that's a topic for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> I think you're saying we just should be in charge of everything. Just no, in the world. No, nothing important. I don't want that oh, responsibility. No. But just we can have yeah. the yeah, the little things to like. Someone else can handle like nuclear weapons and warfare and stuff, and we'll handle businesses with that in their name. Can I tell the listeners about my other idea for this sort of thing? I'll, t- I'll just tell them. Yeah, I don't know you what know. you're talking about. So. Exactly. So give me permission. Can I do it? Sure. I want a business where I am set up next to tattoo parlors. And before the person gets their tattoo, they come into me, they explain why they want the tattoo, I give them a slap around the head and explain them why it's stupid, and if they still want it after that, they can, but they got to pay me money first. <laughs> I think this is just a way for you to make money and, like, judge people. Hey, this is the point of this podcast, <laughs> apart from the money bit. Without the money bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. So can I can I put a scenario to you then? Yes, please. So I'm a um, middle aged man, right? What's your name? Uh, Thomas. How do you spell that? T H O M A S. Good. No Z. 
No. Anyway, I'm coming to get a tattoo of a um a uh, a toucan on my forearm. Okay. Why? Well, I have I once went on a trip to a forest. Where do toucans live? I don't know. To the place where toucans live, right? And I had the most Already wonderful... I'm not sure about your story. <laughs> I don't think he's going to pass the test, Thomas. Listen, I had a wonderful experience hiking through the toucan home with my then wife. Mm. Since then, she left me for another person. Is it because you became obsessed with toucans? <laughs> no, but I want to remember that experience because we had a lovely experience. Maybe we split amicably. I don't know. That's not the point. You the need point to know is... this sort of stuff, Thomas. Before you get your tattoo, buddy. Hell. I want to get the toucan. Okay. Can I get the toucan? All right. First things first, I need to slap you a few times, okay? Why? It's part of the process. <laughs> you sign up for this. Trust the process. <laughs> so we'll do that. And then if you still really want it, you can have it, okay? Oh, great. But actually first, where do you want it? My forearm, I said. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, sorry, where would be a not good like place to have it? Back of your leg. I don't understand. <laughs> Tattoos on the back of your leg. You can't see them. You need a mirror to see it. What's the <laughs> point of getting it? All right, we've got a bit distracted from businesses with Zeds in their names. Just, just let it be known that you're stupid if you do that. Unless you've got a really good excuse. If you do, let me know. We can talk about it. <laughs> Moving on to A United Kingdom. It is one of the best movies we've seen recently, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. It's directed by Emma Asante, and it stars David Oyelowo and Rosamund Pike. It's an A's favourite. Yeah. And Tom Felton. Tom Felton, of all people. He's actually pretty awesome in this. He's really good in this. I didn't recognise him. He's kind of playing a, a Malfoy-ish sort of role. Yeah, but... Yeah. Not... Mm. <laughs> It is about uh, Botswana. It's a true story. Yes, based on a true story about the first president of Botswana. So he was actually royalty and he was, um, Seretsi is his name, he was studying in London before, like as his sort of career, before he came back to Botswana to become the king. And while he was in um, London, he fell in love with a woman. A white woman. A British white woman. And this is in like 1948 sort of that sort of era just after the war and he wants to marry her as you do with a person you love usually and it causes a great diplomatic emergency because of um, apartheid that was just happening in South Africa. Mm -hmm. The British don't want it because they're sort of still in charge of Botswana in that time, imperialistic sort of time. Which is called Botswana land. Yeah, Botswana land at the time and they rely heavily on South Africa who have just initiated apartheid and they don't want to risk that sort of relationship at the time because they were quite poor after the war. Very interesting. So they try and stop the whole marriage mm. and this is the sort of um, story about what happens there. Interesting though because his tribe don't want the marriage either because seen as a white woman coming in, you know, everyone wanted him to marry a black woman. Well, they want their, they want their own queen. Yes, yeah. yeah. Not a foreigner coming in to be queen of mm. traditionally black country. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It sort of started off like a, um, you know, a period romance sort of thing, which would have been quite um, cliche and everything. But then it sort of turned into this quite interesting, like, political 
yeah. diplomatic sort of emergency, and it's all underpinned by the power of love. Mm-hmm. And these two people just want to be together. They wanted to be a good example of anti-apartheid sort of relationships. Mm. And, you know, obviously um, there's a lot of stuff going on that's beyond their control, but you're just watching it and you're like, why can't we just let people get married? Why can't we just not be racist? Like it's so obvious to us right now, but to be honest, this sort of thing probably not that far away from happening in some parts of the world still. No, no. It's really interesting. I didn't know anything about Soretsi or this story at all. I couldn't have told you anything about Botswana. I had no idea. I vaguely knew it was one of the um, more stable countries, but that's yeah you know, in, in Africa. But um, it's really interesting. Like I'm really, I don't know, thankful that I got to see this and that to learn a bit more about a culture that's very different to where we grew up. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the lead actors get some nominations. Mm. Even the whole film itself, yeah, perhaps. it's really, really interesting. There were things like that I didn't even know, you know, like the black people weren't allowed to drink alcohol back then and um, even as the king he wasn't allowed to go into certain places because it was whites only, mm-hmm. you know. It was very, it was interesting because it's kind of a movie about the follow-on effect from apartheid. So we've seen like um, The Power of One and, movies about the apartheid but this was interesting it was kind of like a step away from that but still being affected by those events it was something we hadn't seen before which i thought was really cool like how much of human history has been dictated by the you know the pigments in person's skin i know it's awful it's awful isn't it but it's interesting that she even got you know she was yeah discriminated discriminated against in botswana especially by his family and by the royal royalty and everything because she was an outsider coming in. But you can kind of understand that. Like these people have had white people tell them what to do their whole lives and now all of a sudden a white woman's going to be their queen. Mm-hmm. That would have been very difficult, I assume, to wrap your head around. But um, it's a very inspiring story, very empowering about how, you know, racism can be overcome. Yeah. <laughs> Which especially in today's society, I think it's, I don't know, nice yeah. to see that. The British have a lot to answer for with what they did in Africa and other parts of the world, even here in Australia. There's a very interesting point in the movie where um, this sort of, it becomes a worldwide sort of crisis and everyone sort of um, pitches in. And America, like, sends their their um, support for Soretsi. Like, this is America pre-desegregation um, of their own country. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> they couldn't even, they didn't have, they had different high schools and, you know, different yeah. um, areas in the country that were still... Blacks only, whites only. So, but they spoke also about Churchill and um, the election that was going on at the time. Yeah, which was apparently this was a huge issue in the election. Like I, mm. I had no idea about any of that. But there's a very, very moving speech that Soretsi gives to his people, and kind of they have sort of like a, um, it's like a meeting of the the council sort of thing. Yeah, of the men in the tribe. Sort of like the first example of a democracy where they actually get to have a say in certain things, right? And he gives a very stirring speech in one of the most beautifully acted monologues and mostly done in one take and I could just watch that over and over again about how the colour of people's skin shouldn't matter and I just, it was really emotional and quite humbling and it just, it was a beautifully executed piece of film it was worth the price of mission that's whole scene wasn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. You just watched that. That's what actually changed the movie from being like an okay sort of thing to a really amazing. I agree. Movie. I agree. Um, it was it was just amazing, and I don't want to like spoil it for people, so you should definitely go see this. But it um it's just one of those classic classic examples of using someone's own logic against them and proving mm-hmm. to them yeah that your point is right sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, I, I'd like to think that it was real. I hope it was. That speech. Yeah. yeah. Well. It's one of those things, isn't it, when you see films based on true story, how much of it's adapted yeah. and how much of it's not. But well, recently I saw a website that actually rates films for their historical accuracy. Mm. Um, it said that the imitation game from last year was only like 40% accurate. Really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The one thing I didn't like about the film um, in the beginning, the editing was really noticeable. It kind of cut at weird moments and there were weird... Um, transitions between sort of their courtship in London, I guess. Some of them didn't quite feel done, did they, the scenes? No, there were lots of, well, even later in the film, there were lots of shots that were really, like, confronting or important and they were just over in two seconds. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to know more about that moment. Um, But, yeah, that kind of annoyed me in the beginning because it was just, the editing was really noticeable. It's a bit off, yeah. And took me out of it a lot, but then... As you said, the speech that he gave, up, yeah, do whatever it, you want and have that speech <laughs> in a movie, I wouldn't care. It sort of settles in a bit as well, doesn't it, eventually? Yeah, yeah. It sort of takes a time to find its feet and then, you know. Uh, I just I can't imagine living in a time like this. And obviously this sort of thing is, um, well, we're still dealing with this issue today with LGBTQI plus people who can't marry the people that they love, especially in this country as a mm-hmm. time of recording. Um it's not that different to what these people went through, is it? He just couldn't understand why he couldn't marry the woman he loved, yeah. what reason there was. And the thing is, there's not a reason. The reason is it makes other people uncomfortable and your marriage shouldn't have anything to do with anyone else. Yeah, marriage is about two people usually, people involved. Yep, I agree. Just in general, like I think we're better than that now a little bit in terms of racism, but... I know, we've still got a long way to go, haven't we? Absolutely. Look at what's happened to Obama over the last eight years, you know. Mm. Anyway, that's that's a topic that we probably can't get all the way into in this short podcast, unfortunately. Just, if you're a racist person, you know. Please don't listen to our podcast. We don't. Yeah. We're not going to get along, you and us, (laughs) so just don't bother. Yes. So I would give the film probably four out of five. Just those few things that you mentioned that would be out of it. And maybe some of the supporting actors weren't quite up to it, but... Mm, I'd agree with that. But, you know, the film is about uh, Rosamund and David's story, so... <laughs> yeah. i give it the same, I think, four out of five. I'd definitely watch it again, mm-hmm. and I think you should go watch it. I think it's an important one of the historical things you talked about. Yeah. I just, like, I'd never heard of this story before, and it was a really interesting, different take on similar themes that we'd seen before, but it was really, um, I don't know, it had some, like, really funny bits in it too. And mm. I'm really interested to see um, how the film was received in Botswana. Um, mm. Interestingly, the current president is um, Seretsi's son. That's yeah, cool, eh? that's so yeah. cool. Legacies so. lived on. It's mm. really interesting. Mm. Apparently um, when he was in government he was really against corruption and stuff, which is obviously mm. a big problem in developing countries. So Yeah. I know. I'd love to go there now. Hey, have a look around. Yeah. 
Okay, everybody. Um, if you've liked this podcast, you'll like everything else that we've ever done. So get, get onto that. Will I? Surely, surely. <laughs> and tell your friends about this, whatever. Leave us a review on iTunes. Send us money. Send us presents. Like, do whatever you want. Whatever calls to you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.